Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our life. The title of this message is Long, The Value of Disciplining Kids and Its Attachment to Your Love for Them. So there are some messages that I don't mind chatting up at all, and then some that I slightly hesitate to throw into your ears. Not because they are off. This could be true of anyone who opens their mouth for a living or in ministry. Nope. But in a sense, my squanderly delay is due to the fact that so many in whom I have chatted with about their wayward chickadees have a different way of disciplining their kids. And when I say different, I mean they have adopted the way of the world type disciplining practice. Now I know that this is a touchy subject, although less touching these days, as we just give them little rascals known <laughs> as our kids timeouts when they miss the mark. But then again, that is why it's touchy. Let's play submarine and dive, dive, dive. So as Christians, we get our instructions on how to live in this fallen and misled world from the Bible. The family of God and a family of Satan cannot exist together, no more than vampires can live with werewolves. I saw Twilight, so I know this is a fact. And even when they can't find it in themselves to at least coexist, snack time or a pretty girl can turn the tide of events to a catastrophic end. Strange how that movie is so close to our current reality. So if you know that there are two families living on the planet whereby one wants to be lovers and the other's fighters, then how much more does a job of raising our kids properly matter? A little pain provides us opportunities to learn, and great pain increases those opportunities exponentially. If you have been a Christian for any time, then you know or should know that this is a word. The principle is no different with our kids. Now, of course, if you're stubborn, or hard-hearted, maybe consider being foolish a spiritual gift, then you cannot raise your kids properly. Nope, they will become many yous until such time that they irritate you to no end as they leave the next. By the way, the world thanks you for sending them to us. So let us imagine you want to do better as a parent and equip your kids to live on a never-getting-better planet. Then you have come to the right place. Not that I was a parent I intended to teach you on how to become, but it is considered my great joy if you exceed me in all things. Let's speak at the belt of God. But first, let's hear his counsel to us big kids. Proverbs 3, 11 through 12. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. Hebrews 12, 5 through 11. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son in whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is he who the father chastens not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are trained by it. 
Proverbs 12.1. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he that hates correction is stupid. I always like that one because it actually uses the word stupid. I get a kick out of the fact that such a holy book has this word in it. You can almost hear the frustration of the author who penned it. Proverbs 13.16. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. I believe the American culture, oftentimes founded in ignorance and a lack of wisdom, comes up with a different version or understanding of Scripture. I've heard it said that God helps those who help themselves. This is a contradiction in our relationship and need for God. If you read Psalms, it will straighten out this crooked path. Another twix and mix is people saying, spare the rod, spoil the child. Look at the scripture of where that softened statement comes from. It doesn't say spoil the child. Nope, it states that you will hate them if you do not discipline them promptly. Now maybe this scripture was just too much to bear for the person who coined the supplemental scripture and completely changed its meaning. So we can't be too hard. But you got to ask, is there a parent in any corner of the world that wants to proactively hate their child? No. Spoil them? You will get a different response, which can at times come off as cute. I do not believe cute fits into this lesson. So please stop looking at the mother who spanks her child in public. For the child's sake. For yours. And for everyone who has to hear your child come unglued in the shopping cart. As they save their souls from hell, you will feel better. And for sure, a public demonstration of discipline is not the worst thing that can happen to a child. So back to it. Proverbs 19:18. Chasten your sons while there is still hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. Proverbs 22:6-7. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Not the way you want them to go but the way he should go. This is important as we have so many parents trying to live their life through their kids. Most of the time that ends up in disaster. Proverbs 26, 6 and 7 is often misunderstood as people think that they are to raise up their children to be like them and that the child is to grow up loving and doing what they love to do. But this isn't the case. As I've already said, raise up a child in the way they should go. They have their own interests, giftings, talents, calling, and purpose. Help them to discover who they are. They will love you forever for doing so. Too many of us try and live second lives to our own kids, and this is a sure way to turn them inside out. And it reveals something about you that needs some work. A failed past does not mean you need a second chance through your child. God can redeem the time and work productively through your life. Proverbs 22:15. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod will drive it far from them. Proverbs 23, 13-14 Do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Proverbs 29, 15 The rod and rebuke give wisdom. But a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. We have a whole bunch of kids who are left in a room playing video games all day long. What do you think will be that result? Proverbs 29:17. Correct your son and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. You can go the way of the world and get world results. Or go the way of the kingdom of God and get godly results. Surely one will lead to much pain, disappointment, anguish, and sorrow, if it hasn't already. You see how the devil works. Today we have parents. Yes, proclaiming Christian parents 
saying that spanking or using a belt on your child is violent and unnecessary. They say the exact opposite of what God says. It's how the devil works. Imagine if, as you ignore your child who is throwing a monster of all fits in the grocery store, someone were to ask you in that very moment, do you love them or not? Now your response should be immediate as you have been reminded of God's ways. But if you were to defend your inaction, one, you are not representing the kingdom of God to others as effectively as you could, and two, you are sending the wrong information to those who may be being saved. They may think it's a Christian thing to ignore the child and let them have their way unabated. Today we see so many kids wandering through life, wondering what they are going to do when they grow up. The greatest investment you can make in your kids is your time. Find out who they are and go that way. Yes, they will have attributes of both you and your wife, but they are still uniquely them. And so it will be a journey of discovery and a privilege if you get this right. And by all means, consider the cost to your child's future if you do not discipline them. Timeout may be appropriate for some situations, but if all kids are generally the same, then the belt or switch will be needed to save their soul from hell. And sometimes right in the middle of a grocery store. Well, that's it for today. I hope that the points that are made about lickings are stricken. But if not, then prepare for a life of unnecessary trials and tribulations. And you better hope someone who cares more for your kids comes along and keeps them from heading into the abyss. Although you know that I love my audience and I hope that you would find a way to see through your emotions and understand that we sometimes need a straight board to set us straight. Because more times than not, timeouts lead to boredom, which in many cases just leads to more trouble. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together and thanks and see you next time in deep waters.